I'm Jamelyn Steffen, and this is Want to Want It, episode number 52, Obstacles to Reaching Your Goal. Welcome to Want to Want It, a podcast for women of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who are ready to ignite not only their sexual desire, but all of their desires to create a more fulfilling life and marriage. I'm Jamelyn Steffen. I'm a certified life coach, a wife, and a mother of seven children. I'm excited to share my personal journey to desire with you and teach you how to desire more as well. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. I have officially made a year's worth of podcasts. I've made it. I I don't know. It feels kind of surreal almost. My grandbaby just turned one, and I just can't believe how fast this year has gone by. You know, <laughs> the funny thing about having my grandbaby turn one is um, if you want to feel like maybe you haven't achieved very much in your life, you should compare it to how much a baby achieves in one year because what they do in the first year of their life is actually incredible. So I did 52 podcasts, but honestly, this little baby comes in all helpless and then it's like she's smiling and cooing and rolling over and then sitting up and eating solid food and crawling and walking and learning how to sleep through the night and telling you what a cow says and saying words like hi. And it's just, amazing the growth of a baby so when I compare my 52 podcast episodes to all that little Lainey has done it feels a little less amazing but that's okay I'm really happy to you know be at episode 52 and I really hope that I guess I just hope that it's been helpful for somebody out there who listens and thank you to everybody who listens I appreciate it so much I also have to totally apologize because last week I got my podcast already and I forgot to push the publish button. I I don't know. It just, anyway, so it didn't come out the day it was supposed to. It's so funny because I even put out on Instagram and Facebook, like, check out my new podcast, not realizing that it hadn't published. So thanks to my daughter who finally reached out to me on Thursday and said, where's your podcast? Anyways, it is kind of hilarious because the same thing happened to me a year ago when I was trying to start the podcast as I didn't realize that I had to hit the publish button. So Here we go, a year later, just repeating the same things. Anyways, today I want to talk about the obstacles that get in the way of us achieving our goals. Now, I've never actually done a podcast on setting goals, and I have a lot of tips and things that I could do just on that. So I know that one day I'll probably do a podcast on setting goals, but today I just wanted to talk about an area of goal setting that I actually think gets overlooked but would make a huge difference to our ability to actually successfully achieve the goals that we set. And so what I want to talk about today is anticipating and planning for obstacles. So when we set goals for ourselves, how often do we achieve them? So I kind of Googled this, and of course you're getting many answers, and we can take it all with a grain of salt because who knows if what I looked at was reliable or not. But many of the sites that I looked at suggested that only about 20% of people actually even set goals. And of those 20% of people who set goals, some sources say only 8% of those people actually achieve their goal. Others say that it's closer to maybe 30%. So I don't know. You take 1,000 people, only about 200 of them are even going to set a goal. And of those 200 people who set a goal, 16 to about 60 of them are going to achieve their goal. So Really, you think about out of a group of a thousand people, you're going to be lucky if you have 60 people out of those thousand that actually make and achieve their goals. But it's probably even less than that. So why is it? Like what 
is it that makes it so that we're not achieving our goals? One thing for sure is that many of us anticipate that we're going to quit. Some sources were saying that up to 40% of people expect that they're going to give up on their goal. They don't believe in themselves. They don't believe that they have the staying power to actually achieve their goal. Another reason why people aren't achieving their goals is they change their mind, which honestly can be a really valid reason to stop your goal. I'm not saying you shouldn't ever change your mind. I think sometimes it is a good idea to change your mind. But sometimes it's just like, "Uh, I guess I just don't want to do that. I'm not doing very good. Okay. Another reason is we lose motivation. People expect to feel motivated all the time. And so when motivation wanes or goes away, as it will, they can't keep themselves going, right? They don't have the skill of being committed and sticking to the task without that feeling of motivation. Another reason people don't achieve their goals is because they actually want the outcome. They want that goal, but they don't want the path to get there. They want the outcome, but they don't want to have to do the work or develop the skills that are going to give them that outcome. So I remember just as my husband was finishing his medical training, this girl that I knew, her and her boyfriend reached out to me and said, you know, can we come talk to you a little bit about medical school? And I was like, sure. So they show up and her boyfriend is, you know, in his early 20s and he's talking to me about how he wants to become a doctor. And he's like, so how can I do this in seven years? And I was like, pardon? It's like, how can I become a doctor in seven years? He's like, you know, I know that it's taking your husband longer than that, but he he obviously hasn't done it right. And I was like blown away, right? As I'm listening to this kid tell me this story. And I was trying to explain to him, you know, if you could get your undergrad in two years and got accepted into a a three-year medical school, which there aren't many of, but if you got accepted into a three-year medical school and then you went and did a two-year residency for family medicine, then I guess you could do it in seven years. But as he's talking to me, I realize he doesn't even have the grades to get into university to even begin his road to medicine, but he wanted to be a doctor. He doesn't even have the grades. So this idea of I'm going to do this in seven years, it's like impossible. The reality was is he wanted the outcome without having to do the work to be a doctor and without any willingness to learn all the skills necessary to successfully become a doctor. So my sister always says to me, you can't get expert results with amateur effort. Okay, so sometimes we have a goal that we want. We want the thing, but we don't actually want to walk the path to get the thing. Another reason that people don't achieve their goals is because we don't want people to see us fail and we can't cope with the failure ourselves. So we don't even really start because we don't want to have the embarrassment of saying, this is what I want to do and then it not going as we planned. Sometimes people get too tied up in the outcome. So they're so focused on like, I have to get this thing. I have to reach this goal. And so if anything happens, that actually challenges that and they need to pivot or make an adjustment to their goal, they won't do it because it's the outcome or nothing. And then they end up failing because they refuse to be open to the fact that maybe I need to see this differently or maybe I need to be going after something different. Um, Not enough self-discipline is a problem for people getting their goals. They just give up early. Some people feel like they're too busy, right? They they have this goal, they have this idea of how they're going to do it. And then They just start to try and put this goal into their real life and it's not fitting well and they feel like they're too busy and they drop it. People get distracted by other fun ideas or what other people are doing. They they have this goal, but then 
when they see what so-and-so is doing, they're like, oh, maybe I should do that. And they change their goal because they get distracted. Uh, another thing that happens is that people create goals that they actually don't have enough control over. So when I had my seventh baby, I still had two other children in diapers, like number five and number six were still in diapers. So I was like, okay, my goal is to get number five, the oldest of these three kids, out of diapers before she turns four. Now, I know that sounds totally realistic. I thought so too, because I'd never had a kid in diapers this long. I didn't understand that her severe speech delay was affecting her ability to potty train. I just didn't know. But I just was like, my goal is to get this girl potty trained before she is four, or by the time she's four. I'm not kidding. The tears I cried, the ways I begged, the ridiculous outlandish bribes I offered her, like she couldn't even understand it all. I was completely ridiculous. Because let me tell you, you actually cannot potty train a child who won't be trained. You can't. So when you set goals that rely on someone else complying and participating, unless they are all in on this goal with you, don't make that your goal because you will end up quitting. You can't have a goal that requires somebody else to do something for it to happen. I mean, you can. Go ahead and set those goals, but you have to be realistic about the fact that there are aspects of that goal you cannot control. And then one of the last reasons that people don't achieve their goals is because they can't overcome the obstacles that are placed in front of them as they walk towards this goal because they haven't anticipated them and they don't have a strategy to overcome them. Okay, so here are some common goals. I was looking up what are the most common goals people make? And these are kind of the top 12 or 13 most common goals. So exercising more, eating healthier, losing weight, saving more money, pursuing a career ambition, spending less time on social media, taking up a new hobby, cutting down on drinking, renovating part of their house, spending more time with family, doing more charity work or raising money for charity, and giving up smoking. These are kind of the top most common things that people have for their goals. So maybe there's a goal on this list that is similar to your goal, and maybe this is a goal that you've set before. Regardless, when we set goals, our brains are super good at telling us all the reasons we can't achieve the goal we've set. And as our brains tell us this list of, this is why this will never work, we tend to do one of two things. We either believe our brain and drop the goal, or we ignore our brain, head into the goal, and then fail after a little while. So I wanted to put this podcast out this week because the beginning of February is when many people quit on their goals. I'm actually just setting my goals right now, so I guess I'll be quitting the first week of March maybe, but I just wanted to teach you how to use this fabulous fault-finding brain of yours to actually help you achieve your goal, okay? Okay, let's say that you have decided you want to spend less time on social media, okay? Let's say that's your goal. So First, I actually hope you're being way more specific than that, because if I was setting that goal, I would decide on a really specific time frame that I'm allowed to check social media, or I would set a specific time limit that I can be on social media. When I say I'm going to want to spend less time on social media, that's super vague, right? That could be like spending 30 seconds less a week on social media. That's less time, but is that actually the game changer I want? So you have to set a goal that is specific, as specific as you can make it. Don't let it be vague. So 
let's say that you set a goal to only spend 15 minutes a day on social media. Now, if that's your goal, you're going to get out a piece of paper and you're going to write that goal at the top of the page. I'm only going to spend 15 minutes a day on social media. Then you are going to let your brain run wild and tell you all of the possible reasons you're going to fail at this. You're going to write down on that paper all the possible obstacles that could get in your way of achieving this goal. So maybe one obstacle might be that you will start to look at social media without looking at the time first. So you're going to lose track of time and not know how long you're on for. Or maybe you need to post on social media for your business. And so then it's super easy for you to kind of get sucked in and start looking at other things when you do that. Or maybe you're not sure if you want your business social media time to be part of your 15 minute limit, right? Another obstacle might be the fact that it's your habit to turn on your phone and click on Instagram or Facebook without even thinking about it. Another obstacle might be the thought that you're missing out on something. You're going to have these thoughts about what am I missing out on? Or maybe social media is the thing you do when you're bored, like standing in a line at the store or waiting for your kids to come out of the school. And you don't want to be bored. You hate that. And so you know that there's going to be this obstacle of I'm bored and I'm going to want to look. Maybe another obstacle is just the belief that you can't do this because you've never done it before. Maybe your brain is going to offer that to you a lot. Or maybe there's just going to come a point when your brain says to you, this is a stupid thing to be doing. Why are we doing this? Okay. Now, that might not be the complete list. Like, Go all out. But I hope that I'm giving you an idea of how specific I want you to be. Because these obstacles aren't in the way of you achieving your goal. They are the way to the goal. And if you can overcome the obstacles, not only are you going to increase your chances of getting your goal, you're also going to learn amazing skills that are going to help you in other areas of your life and in achieving other goals because you are learning how to manage your mind better, how to manage your time better, like all these things that you have to do to overcome these obstacles. So once you have a list of all of the obstacles, I want you to take each obstacle, write it down. And then next to it, I want you to write down your strategy to overcome that obstacle. So here's what I mean. Let's take the first obstacle I came up with. You're worried that you'll get onto social media without paying attention to the time, and then you're not going to know how long you were on for. So then you can brainstorm strategies and decide which one you're going to use. So maybe you're going to be like, you know what, I'm actually going to put a time limit on this app. And you can do that, right? You can go into settings and you can set a time limit of 15 minutes so that when you hit that 15 minute mark, the app says time's up. Now, you may in this moment realize that you have another obstacle because you can set that time limit on the app, but you also recognize that you can bypass that time limit because you own the phone and you're the adult. So that just becomes a new obstacle that maybe wasn't on your original list, but one that you can decide on a strategy for now. So maybe you'll say to your husband, hey, I want you to make a time limit passcode for me because I really want to stop and I don't trust myself to not bypass this. Or maybe you'll decide that every time you put your phone down when the time's up and you don't allow yourself more time, that you're going to give yourself some type of reward. Like you know yourself, get creative and find real solutions that will help you overcome the obstacle. And just know that even with the best plan in place, things probably won't go perfectly all the time. I actually think we do better if we make one of our obstacles to achieving our goal the times we fail, right? So one obstacle might be when I fail at this and I'm going to want to give up. So what strategy are you going to put in place 
so that when you fail or if you fail, you know what to do. I read this online. It said successful people, those who make their goals, are likely to experience 14 slip ups during a two year interval, indicating that resilience or the ability to bounce back from setbacks is essential for goal success. Okay. So one of your obstacles could be, I mess up and I feel like I want to quit. What am I going to do? What's the strategy I'm going to put in place? And maybe you're going to have a list of all the reasons that this goal matters to you that you're going to read when you feel tempted to give up or when you slip up. If you feel like one of your obstacles is that you have a habit of turning your phone on and turning to your social media before you even think about it, what strategy could you put in place? You could move that social media icon to the far page on your phone in a folder so that you actually have to search for it. Like you actually have to go through the screens and then push on the folder and then push on the icon. This might stop you from doing it without thinking and give you a moment to think about what do I want to do instead. If one of your obstacles is, I get so bored standing in line or waiting for my kids at the school, then first of all, you could just say, I'm going to get really good at allowing myself to feel bored, right? I'm going to practice actually sitting and letting bored be in my body and teaching my brain that I'm actually okay when I'm bored. Or if you're like me, I, I will pull out my phone and read my scriptures or go check emails if I haven't had a chance to get onto my emails and take care of some things that need to be taken care of. Or I bring a book with me. I often have a book with me if I know I'm going to have to sit because I love to read and I don't want to be scrolling social media. So if I have to get a kid to a basketball game an hour early, they can go in and get warmed up and I can sit in the car and read or do some journaling. So come up with a strategy that works for you. Because remember, you aren't just trying to achieve this goal. You're trying to become someone different. You are trying to progress. So When you find other ways to spend your time than being on social media, you maybe get more time in your scriptures or you get more time to reflect or more time to learn how to sit with uncomfortable emotions, which sounds kind of terrible, but is actually a super valuable skill. So you're learning how to come through for yourself and how to have more self-discipline. These are all these skills that you are learning and that are coming to you just by deciding that you're going to spend less time on social media. You're actually progressing in so many ways that you don't even realize when you make a goal. And so that's why you want to really allow yourself to learn strategies that require more of you because then it keeps you moving towards your goal. And even if in the end you don't perfectly reach that goal, you are someone different because you've had to learn all of these strategies for overcoming obstacles. I want to talk about the obstacle that most of us face when we set a goal that really stretches us, as all of our goals should. They should stretch you a little bit at least. And that is the obstacle of our brain telling us to quit, telling us we can't do it, telling us we're stupid to even start. This is going to happen. So please take time to come up with a plan on how you're going to face this obstacle. The better you get at overcoming your brain telling you, why are we doing this? This is so stupid the more goals you are going to be able to achieve in the future. So maybe you have to do some self-coaching with yourself when you want to quit. Maybe that's what you do. Or maybe you hire a coach or you talk to a trusted friend who's going to encourage you. Another idea that I think is so good is to have a list about why you want this goal in the beginning. What is your why for this goal? And don't just have one unless it's really compelling. Have a lot. Some people say have 25 so that when you 
look, you can find a why in that list that is compelling for you and will help motivate you. You just get to decide what works for you, but find a strategy for the times you feel like your brain is against you that will help you keep keeping on. A huge byproduct of successfully achieving a goal is what happens to our relationship with ourselves. When we learn to do hard things just for us or to follow through just for us, we increase our trust in ourselves. We start to have more self-confidence and that is so important. So let's increase our chances of actually achieving what we set out to achieve by anticipating the obstacles that could get in our way and then make plans and strategies to help us overcome those obstacles. If you've been hesitant to make your goals this year because you don't want to fail or because it feels so hard, I want you to try this obstacle strategy idea. The idea isn't to do it perfectly, but it is to increase your chance of success. So of course, there are other tools that you can use to help as well, but I hope this one will be a good support to your desires for progress. Because isn't that what goals are? Just our desire to progress beyond where we are? And we do desire it. We want to feel like we are advancing in our lives, like we are moving forward. And reaching what we desire isn't as hard as we think when we plan for success instead of setting ourselves up for failure. Anticipate the obstacles. Make a plan on how to overcome them, and you will be amazed at what you can achieve. See you next week. Thanks for listening today. If you like what you hear on the podcast and you'd like to learn more, feel free to head over to my website, jamelandstephancoaching.com, or find me on Instagram or Facebook at jamelandstephancoaching.com.